0: The wheel weaves as the wheel wheels.
1: I'm Benita. And I'm Tiffany. And welcome to the One Power Channeling Hour, where we talk all things Wheel of Time. Welcome back to the One Power Podcast. Nope, that's not, not my
0: Nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the One Power Channeling Hour. Um, that is usually a little bit longer than an hour, but really, you cannot blame us. There is so much that's going on, and we're just so excited to talk about it. And um, I think you probably want to talk about it slightly longer than an hour, too.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I know I do. Like, how could you not talk more than an hour? And oh my gosh, I can't even, like, imagine. We apologize in advance because this episode was just like...
1: Um, oh, blew my mind. Blew totally, my mind.
0: Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably going to be more than an hour. Yeah. Buckle up, baby.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I'll be... This is Benita. I'll be doing the recap this week. yeah. Yeah. Um, So just FYI, so much happened that I had to really truncate what I wrote for the recap because otherwise it was fully like five, five and a half pages long. So for stuff that isn't super relevant, I'm just going to kind of bypass it. Um, But don't worry, the stuff that I'm bypassing, we don't really need to talk about. All the things will be there. It's just like little tidbits of people talking like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So, Your cat is having a <laughs> fit right now. <laughs> is, he's so mad that I won't let him into the room. Um, let me – and this was actually not the cat that watched the episode with me. Another cat watched it with me. So oh. not let him in. He's got nothing useful to say. He didn't see the episode. Totally. Keep him out. Let me. I'm gonna move his food and give him some treats. Actually, no. I'm gonna give him some
0: catnip. Ooh. Two seconds while I go give him catnip. Good day to be uh, Manina's cat.
1: (laughs) All right, let's get to the episode, "The Dragon Reborn," directed by Wayne Yip, who directed the last episode. And I've gotta say, I think this man did an excellent job with both. For real. So good. So we open on Gaeldon. A battle is raging. Two soldiers are trying to get the king to safety. He runs off, leaving them to face Loghain Ablar. They throw some knives at him, and we see him channel them away. But uh-oh, his channeling looks different. It's mostly black. Back to the larger battle. We see the king of Gaeldon. He's alone and injured. Loghain finds him, and the king tells him he will never be king. But Loghain doesn't care about being king. He's the dragon and he won't break the world. He'll save it. But uh oh, again, there are voices speaking to him and they're telling him to kill the king. The king says he's gone mad already and tries to kill him. Using the power, Loghain makes him drop the sword and wraps him up in weaves. Is he going to kill him after all? two figures made of corrupted power tell him the king will betray him just like everyone else they are really pushing for murder but Logain lets him go because anyone is welcome by his side even his enemies the last dragon broke the world but he plans to bind it
0: mm. oh. Oh, great recap thank you
1: oh oh i love this scene
0: yeah i um so this is i was watching with the captioning on again Mm -hmm. and they called like the first voice that he hears Elusha. oh which i was like well they don't actually ever call her like Elusha, but okay maybe that comes up later on interesting that she had a name or it's just a weird close captioning thing i don't know well it must be
1: one of the old dragons like the previous dragons Right, because we've heard of Theron, but there were obviously other ones, so that's got to be
0: it. But I mean, he's not actually hearing the other dragons, right? Well, oh, but maybe he named maybe, them. Maybe so he thinks maybe, he is. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I
1: don't know. Um, I loved the way uh his channeling looked.
0: Yeah, I think it's really great that they are showing the corruption, uh, the taint. <laughs> yeah um but yeah just overall like the channeling i think you know overall in this episode looks better yeah um, they must so... have been listening to us yeah that they must be sure. another shot it like you know a year and a half ago but whatever <laughs> whatever, whatever. They, they heard us
1: yeah i think it looked really good i loved the way those like shadow people
0: looked. like that was oh my beautiful. gosh yes and they like really looked woven which I thought was nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I loved that interaction with the king. And, um, you know, Loghain's a really complex character. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we're getting that here, yeah, uh, which I think is really great. And I, I really liked, I know that the king's not in that much or whatever, but like kind of liked his character too. Like he seemed yeah. cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I really like that we saw that Loghain, um, like you said, he's, he's complex. Like he's not this power hungry dude. Like he really wants to do what he thinks is right. And he just feels like he's trying, he's, he's trying to do the right thing. And he is a noble man, right? Like all of these voices are telling him to kill the king, but he doesn't do it yeah Even his enemies can stand by his sides i really liked that too especially because yeah i, I think that's going to be really important later in the story
0: absolutely and i liked how he just like healed him on the spot he's like let's go
1: yeah let's go man um also fun fact uh this scene was shot in segovia which is in spain and uh the guy who plays logaine is
0: spanish oh okay very cool so just kind of fun yeah i don't know it doesn't really mean anything but i thought it was fun yeah okay. no
1: i think that's really cool beautiful opening i think it sets up the episode really nicely and then we have our intro okay post intro we open on Nine eve overlooking the ice camp karene is a green healing moraine and she is exhausted it's the strain of shielding loghaine We learn that he has thousands of followers and he is so strong that only she, Leandrin, and Alana are strong enough to shield him. And even then, they must work in pairs. Cut to a cave where Alana and Leandrin are using the power to keep Loghain in a cage. Karene has set wards to let them know if any of his followers approach and Leandrin pushes to gentle him now. Karene is not having it though. The Amerlin seat said to bring him to the tower for trial, so that's what they're going to do. Moraine takes over his shield duty from Leandrin. We see her weave settle over Loghain. Shielding him is more intense than she inspected, and it is only half his power. Outside, Lan and Stepan, Kareny's warder, are practicing while they chat. The Amaralyn seat is not happy with Moraine. Looking at Neneve, Stepan says he's never understood Lan's choice of companions. Lan says, Neneve isn't a companion, she's barely even company. Kareni walks by, and Stefan follows her into their tent. Inside, they chat about Moraine, the rumors that Reds have been gentling men on the spot all along the countryside, and that Kareni needs to
0: rest. Yeah, so much good stuff here. Um, First of all, speaking of like the channeling looking way better in this episode, the shield looks awesome. Oh
1: my god, the shield is so cool.
0: Yeah, I think they did an amazing job with that. Um And okay, so uh I'm almost done with New Spring. So okay. I was really excited to see Granny, because yeah. she's like a character in New Spring. Yeah. And I hadn't really like heard of her. But like, I've just gotten to the part of in New Spring where I guess, I don't think that this is really spoilers, because obviously, we've seen um, all of what Karenny is probably going to do in this mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. And also, like, she doesn't really do anything outside of New Spring either. Right. And it's totally different. Like, so I, I've just gotten to the part where, like, you know, the Moraine and Swan figure out that the Black Aja is killing all of Tamara's searchers, of which Karenny is one of them. And she's also the, like, leader of the Green Aja. I forget what they call the leader's name of the uh, Green Aja. Oh, yeah. And that uh, I, I, uh, is it like the, I want to say it's like the general or something. Yeah, something like that. And she's like, and she's supposed to be like one of the strongest. Aes Sedai, like, nobody's been as strong as her in, like, 600 years. And, like, the only person who's stronger than her is uh, Katswain. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I was just like, oh, that's so cool. And now Yay. she's, like, in this episode. And, like, um, yeah, obviously a very different storyline for her in the TV show. But that's fine. I was just yeah, like, she's still got cool. her." Yeah. yeah. And I'm almost done with New Spring. I think I'm literally on, like, the last two chapters, maybe. Oh. Why are you recording with me? You should be reading. Oh my gosh, that's like one good thing about <laughs> having to like work these shows is like I've just been reading like yeah. during while the show's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's been it's been great, but I am almost done with it. I did go back to it um, instead of continuing on in um, uh, Eye of the World, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. Because I'm really enjoying New Spring. Like I love know. seeing. Yeah, Moraine's backstory. Me too. I love, I love seeing Moraine like as you know, like you're seeing Moraine as a Gwaine, You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know. People should talk that book. I really like it. Yeah, I, I think, think it's really happens. good. I like
1: it. Well, um, whatever. But yeah, I really, uh, I really, well, I think what's important about this scene is we really see the different power dynamics within the group. Right mm-hmm. in the I said, I camp, we see that even though we're all working for the same purpose, we're trying to work at it very different ways and there's a lot of tension there. And that tension is heightened by the fact that they're all
0: exhausted trying to shield low because dude yeah. is super fucking powerful. Um I also is this is do we get like the little interaction between Alana and Maureen in this part? Uh no, not yet okay yeah anyway but i just i like how all the the characters i like step in a lot i love his little interaction with lan it's very Um, cute totally cute and then he's like oh i feel my woman coming i'm gonna go off with her (laughs) yeah and this is really the first time we learn
1: about the bond between um orders and Sedai. yeah we've gotten a little
0: bit just like yeah a little bit, but, um, but yeah, this is like, it's very cool to see them all just kind of like hanging out and having a little bit of downtime here and there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also a nice setup with the Emerald seat is not happy with Moraine, right? Like that's going to be super important later. Right. Which is
0: like all about what like New Spring's about. Mm-hmm. So I haven't read the last two chapters, so I don't know like how she, or if they're just like... Is she literally just, like, running away this entire, like, 20 years while she's looking? Anyway, I don't know. I've got two more chapters to read. Okay, I will tell you. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. All
1: right. So, uh, from there, we cut to the Tinker's camp. They're packing up, and Egwene and Perrin are considering whether or not to join them as they travel to Tarvalon. After a charming exchange with Aram, they decide to stick with them after all. That's basically the whole scene. Not a lot happens, but yeah. we see that uh, Aaron was hella charming.
0: Oh yeah, and um, I also like just that we see more of like Egwene being like, "No, we're a team." Yes, yes. If one of us wants to go, we're going. No questions. Yeah,
1: love it. But it's kind of like a whatever scene, so yeah. we'll move on. Cool. Next, we join Rand, Matt, and Tom riding through the countryside. Tom sees a farm and goes ahead. Rand doesn't trust him. What if he only killed Dana to gain their trust and is really a dark friend? Matt is more concerned that Dana said the dragon could be one of five. Who's the fifth? Mm. End of scene.
0: Uh, you know, uh, I like that Rand thinks that Tom may be a dark friend, which I did throughout the series as well. Really? So. Oh, yeah. I was like, how did he end up just, like, randomly in the two rivers at the same time that they were all going to... You know what I mean? Um, because the boys were to Varen. But I guess that's, like, why this makes it, like, a bit more believable, too. That they kind of, like, meet him on the road instead of, like, he just randomly was there at the beginning of the adventure. So, anyway. I Yeah. I think... (sighs) Yeah. You know,
1: one of the big complaints that I had early on with this series was that I felt like it was too dark and I <laughs> missed lightness. And the more I watch, the more I appreciate their choice to make it dark because I'm like, you know what? It is the end of the world. Right. And that is dark. Yeah. So I take that back. And I also, I, I think this just goes along with your point of, it, you know, these choices do make it more believable, right? Like I think that, the books as wonderful as they are wouldn't necessarily hold up with today's audiences that are watching tv
0: yeah that's really interesting to consider that like I, the world was written in 1990 completely different like totally different world yeah yeah
1: i mean a lot of the same terrible shit was happening but we weren't as aware of it i think
0: <laughs> well yeah and just like audiences just expect something different now too and i think that they're kind yeah. of addressing that yeah. I mean, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Updating
1: it. Yeah. It's what? 32 years ago? So many years. Like, that is a very long time ago, right? Like, um, so I do, I do walk back my earlier, my earlier uh, bitching about. It being too dark.
0: Well, I think that really says something about the show, though, you know, like it's really like it's consistent Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: it's starting to show us where it's going with that choice, you know, and with all the choices we were skeptical about. Mm -hmm. And now they're paying off. They're starting to pay off. Yeah. Agreed.
1: All right. Back. Oh, oh. And also, before we move on, who's the fifth? Who is the fifth? I mean, by the end of the episode, we realize who we think the fifth is. But did you have, yeah, yeah? Yeah. Did you know at this point? Like, I'm wondering, like, were they trying to set up that maybe it was Logan, or did you automatically, or like, no, it's naive?
0: That's an interesting question. I did feel like they were trying to set up, like, maybe it's Mm Logan, but it's obviously naive. Yeah, and also Logan's way too old. He's too old. Right. Yeah.
1: Back in the Aes camp, Moraine and Alana are still holding Loghain. Moraine is not enjoying the experience. Turns out, Moraine and Alana are old friends. Aw, yay. Alana is a green, the battle Aja, dedicated to fighting the Dark One at the last battle, but she never thought she'd actually live to see it. Logain may be a false dragon, but he's so strong it's a sign that the end of the age is upon them. Alana's worried that the dragon is supposed to be by their side at the last battle, but they've let the reds gentle him. Oh, shit. Loghain tries to break his shield. Don't worry, though. The lady's got it on lock. Outside, Nanaeve watches the camp as Leandrin approaches her. Leandrin tries to be all buddy-buddy, but Nighting isn't being fooled. She knows I said I always want something. She says, I'm going to ask the questions first, and depending on how well you answer, I might tell you what you want to know. How long have you known Moraine? Leandrin gets a sneaky smile
0: on her face. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, I was already talking about this scene. So I really love the Alana and Moraine little backstory history. And I also really loved Alana being like, what if we already gentled the dragon? Because ah. that's like a big deal. Like, what if Moraine fails? Like, what if they fail? What if they don't find the dragon? Like, at least yeah. Moraine's pretty. And Moraine can't be feeling good right now because they lost them yeah yeah Yeah. she's fucked up yeah
1: you know i think uh well we'll get to that scene in a little bit so i won't say anything but you know i i i think this is so important for that very this scene is so important for that very reason right Mm -hmm. like I Sedai, I, I think up till now have pretty much been presented as this unknowable all powerful force right and here we see that they are fallible and that they don't I mean I guess we see you know we saw Marie hurt but it but they're still like these pretty mysterious women and I think this scene does a lot to to humanize them and to humanize Moraine, right? So we see that they're not sure either, and Moraine, uh, you know, Moraine had her, uh, you know, had her. What I'm looking for, uh, uh, she was a little bit of a punk. A what? She was a little punk. <laughs> you no, know, she's a little rule breaker, a little
0: rebel. I know, and that's you know, honestly, this episode made me really happy that I was reading New Spring because I was like, oh yeah, I know, like she was like you know, a little troublemaker, a little
1: troublemaker. That was the
0: word I was like, yeah. yeah, but I mean, little punk, yeah, she was a little punk. Um, but I also love that this scene is really getting, giving us like some sort of insight into, like, the inner workings of the Aes Sedai, like, they're, like, scheming between each other, too, you know?
1: Yeah, because it's, like, that's such a huge part of the books, Mm -hmm. Um, and I really, I really like that. Yeah. I know it can get kind of slow in the books, but I I still think it's, like, a very interesting, like, fun part of the story.
0: Well, it was a lot of the mystery for me in the books, too, because it was always, like, oh, well, who's the... I mean, just uh-huh. the black Aja. We haven't introduced that concept yet into right. the TV show. But like, you know, just trying to figure out like which were on our side, which are uh-huh. not. Uh huh. Uh huh. And can we please talk about Loghain trying to break
1: out of his shield?
0: Oh, so good. So good. That's where I was really like, this shield looks awesome, and also like, I loved. You know, they're not supposed to use their hands for everything, but it was kind of a great visual that they were like holding the shield between their hands too. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I actually at this point, at this
1: point, I, I was like, oh, I'm glad they do use their hands because even though it isn't true to the books, um, I think it's super important um, for a TV show. And, like, yeah. I don't know. I can just see everybody at, like, you know, Jordan Con, or I think it's called Jordan Con, or, you know, I can just, like, see people cosplaying this and they're all doing, like, the hand motions. Oh, yeah. And, like, taking pictures. And I'm like, oh, that would be so cool. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I, I actually really liked it.
0: I think they're also doing such a great job of showing Aes Sedai of all shapes, all colors, all sizes, like, Lovely. all races, like, just, you know. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes, I'm just I, thinking, like, I'll, you know, when you were saying that, like, going in cosplaying, I'm like, oh, anybody can be an nice die. It's great. Yeah, and I would
1: also like to talk about the what the women wear. It's super fucking practical clothing for traveling. Yeah, they're not all in goddamn dresses like they are in the books. Yeah,
0: and I've I always, th- I actually like googled like divided skirts because I was like, is that culottes? Like, what is that? I,
1: that's what I always imagined.
0: What it is. It, yeah that's basically what it is well, it's like white like pants yeah <laughs> like, but you know we have to call them divided skirts right you know and i think this is another
1: instance where we see it's just updated right like these women are in clothes that you would travel in they're yeah. absolutely practical and look amazing but they're fucking practical yeah for sure like, I'm not wearing a goddamn ball gown to go traipsing across the country, shielding a man. Like no. that doesn't make any sense. No. So, um, yeah, and like you said, different ages, different body types. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful and inspiring, and I think they did just a fantastic job, you know, with that. I even saw a woman. Uh, one of the women was wearing like a she had her head covered, she had her hair covered. Oh. Cool. One of the Aes Sedai. Yeah. And I was like, amazing.
0: Yeah. Because I feel like he does write that into the, the world. You know, mm-hmm. there's Aes Sedai of every, mm-hmm. every country, every city, every, you know, and each one has like such a distinct way of dressing. Yeah. That, that they still carry over. So.
1: Yeah. Really liked that. Um, back to the shield, though. I just, I love the way we like see it kind of like flex around mm-hmm. him. Yes but that he stays perfectly still. Like, you know, they talk about that at one point, like not even a bead of sweat. And yeah. God, this guy is so strong and he's, it's not even costing him anything. Yeah. Um, just super cool. And I, and, and raises the stakes, right? Cause otherwise it looks like he's just sitting there. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, loved it. Loved it. Totally. Yeah. Back with Rand, Tom and Matt, They're planning on sneaking into the farm's barn at night, but the farmer catches them and threatens to kill them. It's tense, and Matt looks like he's getting ready to pull out a dagger, but Ram steps in and tells the truth. The farmer's like, yeah, okay, I don't really want to kill you either. We're just scared. His wife and kid have bows on them too, and she says they can stay after they muck out the stables.
0: You know, I thought this was a really, like, where they're trying to show, like, Rans tovarin nature, like, that he's able to kind of, like, talk this guy out of killing them. I don't oh, know. interesting. I didn't think of that. I like but that, he, though. Here's my other question, though. Like, they introduced the word Taverin in the first episode, and have mm-hmm. never told us what that means. <laughs> You're right. So that's weird, I think. Um, it's so weird. Yeah, but I feel like this is where we're kind of like seeing Rand as a Tavaren, and I thought it was like a nice moment when he kind of like talks his way out of yeah. them being killed. Yeah,
1: I, huh? It didn't strike me as a Tavaren moment, but I I thought of it like he was just trying to be a good guy, right? Because I think we see his, yeah, uh, I uh, you know he talks about before this adventure, he would always just try to do what he thought was right and go on to the next thing. But since he's left the two rivers, we see him get angry. We see him do things that he wouldn't necessarily have done in the two rivers. So I think we see, you know, we see that battling out in him, right? Like to be jaded or to be true to his heart and just do what he thinks is right. Um, I mean, I absolutely think you're right. I think it could be Tavaran. Um, but, yeah, I was just like, oh, like here's here's this good like here's his good heart coming out and being like, "I'm not gonna be sneaky. I'm just gonna tell you the truth. and um, like, and doing what's right will prevail, yeah, also, Matt is getting real dicey,
0: yeah,
1: you know, we see Tom clocking
0: it, yeah,
1: like what's going on here?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really interesting where they're going with this, but I didn't quite pick up on it yet, so I think we'll have more to talk about in a few seconds. Oh, yeah.
1: I totally didn't pick up on it either. Yeah. Back in the Iced I camp, Nynaeve and Leandrin are still chatting. Leandrin is shit-talking Moraine and the Blue Aja. Lan interrupts, though, and is like, bitch, I know what you're up to. She invites Nynaeve to their tets, but when she leaves, Nynaeve is like, That lady is a snake. Lan promises her that they're going to the tower, and if her friends aren't there already, they'll have more resources to find them. As he leaves, he offers her their fire as well, as long as she promises not to shove anyone into it. It's a very (laughs) subtle flirty flirt.
0: Yes, yes. Great scene. Uh, First of all, love that we see that Nynaeve can see through anybody's bullshit, including Leandrin's. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So quickly, she's like, she's a snake yeah <laughs> uh and uh loved a little bit with lan and and uh the invite to the fire mm-hmm. and the I'm promise lap <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah great scene great uh, continued character work for Nineveh and Lan and uh wonderful
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah dug it and leandrin is a snake everyone
1: she is also wait. Did you notice in some of her close-ups, you can see she has small braids. In does she head. really?
0: She I does didn't see that.
1: The- yeah, just on the sides. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, it's just a couple. I feel like it's a little, almost like a little Easter egg for us fans, us super fans. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know if she
0: has her braids.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean. Because the book is has been updated quite a bit to kind of meet our 2021 sensibilities, I just also feel like a white woman essentially having cornrows just really wouldn't play. Yeah,
0: definitely. I don't want to see that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. No matter how true it is to the book, I don't want to see it completely yeah that's 100% why they did that and made that choice and it is the right choice I will say but like you know (laughs) yeah Uh, as a white woman who did have braids once but it was the 90s and it was to be like Ani DeFranco (laughs) but I feel bad about it now
1: yeah I'm a Latina woman and I had them once when I was in the Caribbean and I mean, I was, I was a child, but I also am like, "Eh, yeah, no. Yeah. I look back at those pictures and I'm like, "Mm, yeah, mm,
0: we know know better now. We've, we've learned, we keep trying to learn.
1: Yes. We know better. So we do better. Yes, exactly. All right. Now we're back with the Tinkers. We learned that they follow the way of the leaf, complete nonviolence. Perrin is not feeling it, but Isla asks him if he's ever picked up a weapon and was his life made better or worse for it. Internally, Perrin is like touche, hippie lady.
0: <laughs> oh wow! I this was this whole thing is really interesting because I just feel like they're really getting Perrin to contemplate maybe following the the way of the leaf. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like
1: in the books, that's that is his core dilemma, right? Like, be peaceful or embrace violence and the necessity of violence, his wolf, his inner wolf nature. Um, So I like that he's really being met head on with that. I think that's really true to the books. And I just love Isla. You know, she's like, yeah, no, we just don't. We just don't do that. And if we do get cut down, then that's what happens. It's really beautiful. I love the tinkers. But again, short, sweet scene, setting up a lot of stuff, but... I don't think it requires a ton of, like, talk about it. (laughs) All right. Rand and Matt are mucking up the stables while Tom is chilling. Matt looks sick and says he needs a break. He goes outside and vomits a black liquid. It's alive? Question mark. It's crawling over the ground and writhing around his lips. WTF. A little girl, Elsie Greenwald, calls him back to reality. Her mom sent her with bread. She reminds Matt of his sister's. Elsie gives him her doll to take to his sister's because her doll has always wanted to see the world. Inside the barn, Tom is worried about Matt. He reminds him of his nephew Owen who could channel and eventually went mad. Owen was gentled, which doesn't sound too terrible because at least he's still alive, except that for a person who's cut off from the source, losing the power is like losing their life. One day, his nephew Owen just slit his throat over dinner like it was nothing. Tom says Matt shows all the signs of being able to channel and promises to stay with Rand and protect him as long as he can and keep Matt away from the Aes Rand is shook. He tells Tom he knows a lot for a simple glee man. Tom says the silly name makes them less frightening because there's nothing more dangerous than a man who knows the past.
0: Yeah. That was a good line.
1: Such a good line. Oh, my goodness. Um, so a lot happens in this section. Um, first, can we talk about again how good the special effects looked here? like they really upped their game,
0: yeah, That's they did like
1: black liquid,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: vomits up,
0: yeah, this um, shit was creepy it was it was I feel bad, like you know, I don't want. to it's hard this is obviously like big book spoilers because we know what's happening and like you totally <laughs> don't and you're not meant to in the tv show hey it's tiffany if you want to skip these book spoilers skip ahead to thirty-four thirty. once again that's three yeah. but like you know um it really is a good like oh the evil of shatter is like <sighs> launched within him yeah i really like how
1: they made it like a physical thing
0: but so interesting that you know i was like oh yeah that would kind of look like somebody who's struggling like a man struggling with the power though too to somebody from the outside yeah um, i didn't i didn't think
1: that like it again like like you said like it did not occur to me when i was reading the books but watching it i was like oh
0: yeah yeah but they don't they don't that doesn't, like, nobody thinks that of Matt, though, in the books, right? Like, right. that never became a thing. But they're, they're doing it here, and I think it's a great red herring, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, we're setting up, like, Matt is the one that can channel, like. Yeah,
1: I mean, in all of these, like, in this episode, we we really don't know who the dragon is, right? They talk about... Like, here we see maybe Matt. We mm-hmm. see maybe Loghain really is the dragon. Later, we talk about Egwene.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Like, I think that for a viewer who's never read the books and is unfamiliar with the story, I think that they really don't know. Yeah. And I think that, like, what a fun, like, what a fun way to experience the story. I
0: know. I know. It would be fun
1: because like you know when you read the books it's very clear yeah you know totally it's very it's very clear what's happening yeah so yeah so really love that um i thought it was interesting they made elsie greenwald or grinwald um they brought her into the story but she's completely different what is she in the books? Remind so me? in the books, she's older and she's completely <gasps> boy crazy.
0: Yes, I remember. And then later, she is like at the tower.
1: Yeah, so she goes to the tower, but she's a weak channeler. Um And then I had to look up this last part because I couldn't remember remember what ended up happening with her. But she ends up being um, uh, she ends up being impersonated by Lanfear
0: in the tower. What? yeah i totally forgotten that but i i looked it up i feel like i never picked up on that i need to go back to the books i guess <laughs> i mean i had to look it up I oh it up. yes okay now i'm remembering
1: i, I mostly remember that she was like super boy crazy and like yeah. and really lazy
0: and like she went to the
1: she went to the tower and was like
0: Mah. well i guess she's not in the rest of the book no Oh, whoops <laughs> Or in the series. <laughs> well, if oh you're listening God. to
1: this, you probably watched the show,
0: so you True, know. yeah. Um yeah, they made her a little girl. Yeah. I did love that her doll was Birgitta, though.
1: Birgitta. I know, it was okay. She just, she wanted to see the world.
0: Yeah. With her was little braid.
1: Cute. It was very cute. Yeah. Um, and here we also learn a really important thing that um, gentling is like losing your life it it truly takes away all meaning yeah that's important information um and yeah i think uh i think it's interesting too that rand really thinks that might be the dragon
0: right yeah that's really interesting also i like i can't believe we're getting like tom's like a uh, nephew story this early
1: right right but i mean his entire storyline is condensed Oh yeah. Oh yeah. like yeah. He's really... with these guys for like five minutes.
0: I know why? <laughs>
1: he's fantastic. Yeah I love him. Yeah. I love him. Um, and how sad is that story about his nephew? Because we don't oh really gosh. know we don't really know what happens to Owen in the books. We just know that he was gentled. Yeah. And that, like, something terrible. Because, right, because Robert Jordan just, like, implies stuff. He doesn't necessarily come out and say it. but um, like, this story is, like, so graphic. He just, like, slits his throat over dinner like it was nothing. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Dark. Totally. But, again, we're in end times. It's dark.
0: Yeah. True.
1: um Also, like, being a Gleeman is just, like, hot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like – oh oh nothing is more dangerous than a man who knows the past i was like
0: oh hello yeah
1: yeah i
0: don't know
1: that was (laughs) a really good line it was i guess i kind of like scruffy
0: middle-aged men i mean i'm married to one so hey (laughs) (laughs) all right let's see okay
1: we're back with Moraine and Karini guarding Loghain. No one is moving, but they all look very intense. Outside, the warders are ribbing each other by the fire. nani Eve is there and thoroughly enjoying herself. I think this is the first time we actually see her smile. She tells them warders are more fun than they look. But then she gets all serious again as she says, but you serve them. One of the warders says they don't serve Aes Sedai. The Aes Sedai are the ones who serve the world. The Aes Sedai and the warder bond is closer than any other bond, closer than husband and wife, parent and child. And because the Aes Sedai serve the world, it makes warders damn proud and tired, especially Land for having to keep up with Moraine. Ivan goes off with Alana, his Aes Sedai, and Nainayy is scandalized to learn that Alana and her two warders all do it. Later, Land joins Moraine in her tent. She's worried that Loghain might actually be the dragon reborn. Lan is convinced he's not. He's 10 years too old, probably not as strong as Egwene, and the Dark One sent his minions after the two rivers folks, not Loghain. Moraine is still unsure. She thinks the Dark One doesn't have any more idea of who the dragon really is than they do. She beats herself up for losing them, but Lan blames himself. They hold hands and share a sweet moment. Are they lovers? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark,
0: question mark? No. No. They're not. <laughs> no, but that was really sweet. And I loved when he was like, Oh, I shouldn't have had a drink. Oh, <laughs> it makes you I... emotional. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know if anybody who doesn't understand the water bond, like, I don't think they would get that until they like watch the show a second time.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: But it's like a nice it was like a nice a nice little moment. Yeah. Um, so to go back to the top of the scene. I think it's really funny. Like, we just get this little mini scene of everyone of Moraine, Karenny, and Loghain just like staring at each other.
0: <laughs> I know, which is great because they like you know, Karen has a whole like earlier scene where she's like, Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know if I would have something in common with Moraine, like, there's just no doggie. and yeah. then they're like, Oh, yeah, Lad's like that. Can you imagine their dinner? <laughs> so like, I love like oh, yeah. I like that you had some shit talking of Moraine and Land in this episode. Oh, totally, totally. It's really fun. I, yeah. It's cool to see people like what they think of them. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the like warder fire. Yeah. That was cool. Um, I thought it was it was interesting that like Alana's warders are a little lovey dovey with each other too. Are. I was so, like, oh. Hey, Thruple, what mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, can you imagine? That would be so intense because they can all feel each other. They can oh, all feel what the gosh. other person is feeling.
0: Yeah. Oh. Alana's...
1: That just blew my mind.
0: Far. Alana's, like, so much cooler in this show than she is in the books. but um, So much cooler. I like yeah. her so
1: much more. In the books, she's a little, like, I don't know. Most of the books, I think she's just annoying because she's yeah done a bad thing. <laughs> and then, yeah. She's just, just... Yeah. But yeah. she has more depth here. Yeah love her oh my god you're gonna have me thinking (laughs) about their (laughs) thruple. do you think the warders can't the warders aren't in each other's heads so i guess maybe it's just really intense it's not it's not as intense this is fine i'm going down a weird path here (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah Uh, that was interesting
1: (laughs) all right um uh man, and Nanaeve is still really holding her grudge against
0: the Aes Sedai. Yeah, totally. You
1: serve them.
0: But she's also like more and more clearly into Lan. So flirty flirty. Yeah.
1: Um, and then I like the scene with Lan and Moraine. I think I definitely think they're trying to make the audience question whether or not there's like a thing between them. Because we've just seen in the tent, uh, we've just seen around the campfire that they're like there's no bond that's closer and then we see Ilana does it with her warders and like how does land keep up with moraine you know i think they're definitely trying to set that up
0: well yeah they were in, like make it in a bathtub together in like the that's first true. episode that's true that is true
1: um but it's really sweet you know um i think that moment is really sweet and again they're trying to tell us like we don't actually know that the two rivers folks are like one of them is the dragon right like it could be gain. and i'm glad too that we see moraine beating herself up yeah you know we see that like behind that serene mask she's like oh shit yeah i like it totally do
0: you think that
1: people who don't know the books actually think there's something going on between Moraine and Lynn?
0: probably really Yeah, yeah, they were in a bathtub together. That's true. (laughs) That's true. All
1: right. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Cut to the Tinker's dancing. Gwen is having a blast with Aram. Perrin is, as usual, moping. He goes off to another part of the camp where he and Isla verbally duke it out over how realistic it is to be completely nonviolent. Back with Egwene and Aram, she's looking sad, and he asks if she's lost the man who holds her heart. She says no, she'd know if she lost him. He tells her that when Tinkers turn 20, they go out into the world, kind of like Rumspringa. Some even take up arms. Most come back, but not all. So this scene, I'm going to start at the end here. Why does he tell her this? I think... Well,
0: I think he's like trying to hit on her, maybe. I don't know. Is he like I could leave the tinkers for you? Maybe. Um, well, you know, I mean, obviously it like is a little foreshadowy.
1: Right. I mean, yes.
0: Yes. Um, it's really interesting that it's like this like direct, you know, like you were saying, it's like directly like what Amish people do, right? Yeah.
1: Um And like I feel like so much of what they've done in the show is very calculated and and seems to fit and flow really really well and this just felt like really out of the blue yeah it just felt very like shoehorned in like p.s tinkers leave when they're 20.
0: well maybe he's like trying to like lay the foundation like hey i am you know gonna be out what available yeah exactly Yeah. yeah I'm going to be out in, like, whenever I'm 20, which is probably pretty soon because they're all, all, like, 20, 20, 20 so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's very sweet. Um, and I
1: love – so I glossed over this because I was like, it's not super important. But um, the way Egwene sees the Tinkers, right? Like, they're looking for the song, but have they found the song? Like, look at how happy and peaceful they are dancing around their fires. Yeah. Although I also just imagine this is what like a fish concert is like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, She lots of like bongos and everybody just like jamming.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: No offense to any fish fans. And then, um, do you want to talk about the scene between Isla and Perrin here? Because you were kind of getting together earlier.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like um, it's beautiful. Well, yeah, it's a really beautiful scene and I just I I felt like you know Perrin is leaning more into like you know really understanding the way of the leaf and contemplating it as a choice for himself where I felt like in the books like he was really always like that you can't know like there you know there's always like some place for you know you have to be able to fight to protect your family you have to be yeah. able to fight for this but like here he's so torn up about what happened to Layla and I feel like he almost like I don't know there's just something like I almost am like it feels like Perrin might just like stay with the tinkers you know what I mean you think so I actually
1: think the complete opposite oh really yeah when I watched it so when I was originally writing the recap I was like Perrin's being kind of a dick because he keeps pushing back
0: on this Oh, that's funny. I thought he was really like. I thought she was really like getting to him.
1: Interesting, but
0: I'm sure that's not what's gonna happen. But like, you know, I was just like, oh, I felt like she was leaning in really hard. And then, uh, of course, yeah. the story about her daughter, and you know, like, oh, I'm trying to make the future better, like for the next time she gets spun out from the wheel.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I-, I love the line where she's like, "What, what greater revenge than peace?" Oh, yeah. You know, and I, uh, yeah, it was just so beautiful. And she's such a wonderful actress. And, um, yeah, just, just that, like, if I can change two people and they can change two people, eventually the world might be at peace. And when my daughter gets spun out, she will have that world. And, and, um, I don't know. I'm a mom. So that just like really got me in the feels, right? Where she was like, I couldn't protect her in this life and I want her to have the life she should have had with me.
0: Yeah. It was good. It was good. It was real
1: good. Yeah. It was beautiful. Beautiful. But I definitely thought I was like, I don't know. I guess I imagined like if I had been in that situation, like I wouldn't keep pushing back. Like somebody very obviously has these like really strong beliefs and I'd be like, Oh, I might push back a little bit. I'd be like, okay. Interesting. Good for you. And he was like, no, no, no. (laughs) But <laughs> well, maybe it's because he's conflicted
0: because he did kill his wife. I don't know. That's what I picked up from it, but yeah, interesting.
1: Interesting. And yes, very important to know. Some tinkers leave and some of them take up arms.
0: Yes. We won't tell you who, but maybe. Some
1: of them do. Next scene, we're back with Rand and Matt laying down for the night in the barn. Rand tells Matt he's there for him no matter what. He blows out the light and we're now in Rand's nightmare. He's running. Perrin is hammering his wife's dead body. Matt has bloody hands. Egwene is taken by Balsamon. He wakes up screaming. Tom's got him though. But where's Matt? Uh Uh-oh. He's in the Grinwald's house looking creepy as hell. Mr., Mrs., and the girls are all murdered. There's blood all over the walls and Matt is standing there frozen as the black liquid we saw earlier crawls back into his mouth. Did he commit the murders? He points his ruby-hilted dagger up the loft and zombie-like whispers, I see you. A fade jumps out from the shadows. Tom throws his dagger. He tells our heroes to run and he takes the fade head on. Our boys gallop away in the night, leaving Tom to his fate. The doll, brigitta is left in the dirt never to see the world.
0: Uh, But to stop it with these recaps. My (laughs) God. Oh my gosh. Can I just, can I just
1: say, I like that. I like, I skipped over like huge chunks of other scenes,
0: but left in the doll. Brigitte is left in the dirt. (laughs) You gotta love Brigitte. I focus on what's important (laughs) y'all. Very important. Um, but can I just say, like, how I I remember because I think like Mario was like dozing during this part, and I was like, when we see like the dead bodies and just Matt, I was like, oh my god, is that what they're like, I was, no. like? What? No, we're not like we didn't have a- Matt just like go so dark that he murdered this family. Like, what?
1: I know they did a great fake out because I definitely thought. Saw- the same thing i was like i was like man they took this to a dark place
0: yeah that was that was crazy um so depressed that this is like we tom we barely knew you like it's not fair like where is all the great like traveling that they do together um so i'm a little bummed about that just because it's like way too quick like we met tom and now he's like with the fade. bye um but uh, you know i don't know but man i keep one out for tom yeah i remember when this happened in the books and i was like no mm-hmm. but um yeah and that dream was like what was that dream i guess he was like seeing everybody i don't know they're all in Teleron Riyadh. what's what i thought
1: I thought they were all kind of having their own dream because they like couldn't see each other, but they seemed like they were like actually in it. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, and then that, you know, the, to like that corruption, like going back into his, I mean the whole thing, it was honestly like that could have been in a horror movie.
0: Yeah. Oh my like, gosh. I know. I was just like, what? Uh but thankfully the fade, I I'm i assume the fade is the one who did the killing. <laughs> <laughs> TBD. <laughs> Haven't heard for sure. No, that was yes. no, definitely the
1: fade. Yeah, and it almost felt like it felt like the dagger was like physically controlling Matt. hmm
0: Like the way yeah. he like
1: brought his hand up to point at the fade.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why I was like, I will totally believe, like if he killed them, you know. But I was mm-hmm. like, man, they really took that like <laughs> corruption to like another <laughs> level. He really did. So good. I still think the fade looked kind of cheesy. Um, I...
1: maybe it's just because it was so fast.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: I was yeah. like, mm, it didn't look as cool to me as it had other times. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. It was a fucking cool scene. Barney Harris? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Sure. Not that we have to know it too much longer. Oh, sad. I really like him.
0: Somebody please write to onepowerpodcast at com and tell us what happened to Barney. Yes. Tell us. Tell us, please. We
1: want to know. Um, I'm guessing it's some contract dispute. But anyway. Um. I he was so fantastic in this scene. Yeah, so creepy. Oh my god! I think that that man should do horror movies. Uh, The scene alone. Oh my god! I would watch it. Um. Yeah, this uh scene made me scared, and then it made me sad. Yeah, yeah, that's where it left me. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the ice dye camp, Leandrin tries to convince Karene to gentle Loghain. They can't keep this up all the way to Tarvalon. Karene is like, we don't do what is expedient. We do what is right. They're not gentling him. Outside the cave, Nynaeve has followed Lynn into the woods where he's praying. They get a little flirty flirty. She says he's not what she thought he was. A lapdog with two legs. And he says she's exactly what he thought she was. But before he can say anything more, oh no, shouting in the distance, Logain's army is attacking. We see a hail of arrows flying towards the main camp, but Alana uses the power to stop the volley. In the cave, Leandrin isn't worried. No army can get past seven full sisters. But as they're distracted, oh shit, Logain breaks free, sending both sisters flying. Stefan realizes Kareni's in trouble and says they have to get to the cave. Outside, Alana is still being badass as our main group makes its way to the cave. A battle ensues. We get to see the Aes battling with the power. The ground explodes. Fireballs are hurled. Warders are doing their thing. And Nynaeve, with her trusty dagger, even takes out a guy too. She's overwhelmed and almost killed, but Lan saves her. Okay, I'm going to stop there because there's just like so much that happens. So I want to like quick talk
0: about it before we move on. Okay well this is like one of one of the coolest moves that they do with the powers when she stops all those arrows oh, so cool yeah and
1: this is why Lana is like so much cooler than she is in the books
0: oh yeah totally She's and then oh yeah so so much of course like it happens like right as like you know nynaeve and lan are gonna have their little fall in love moment of course.
1: Uh, but he's like w- w- wisdom almira
0: like oh oh and i thought it was so great that like he that you know they had that little translation like where she he like translates like the last thing her parents like said to her yeah oh my god um so that was all great uh i remember turning to mario during this part and being Mm -hmm. like you know i really thought this is where Nynaeve would discover that she can channel you know i thought like in the middle of that battle in the forest like she would like figure it out and she didn't yeah yeah this was so just like, okay and then i mean just logaine breaking his shield like literally you were just like oh he could have done that at any time and he just was like waiting for this army to show up um oh
1: my god i didn't yeah. pick up on that yeah you're right oh yeah yeah i the way he breaks the shield and you're totally right he was just waiting for his army to show up um, but I want to go back to the land and ninety Eve scene real quick. Okay, I what I really liked about that scene is the that because of his prayer and because of her sharing with him this very intimate detail about like what her parents said to her before they before they left, um, we get a real depth to their relationship right like i think up until this point it's really felt like they like each other and flirt with each other based on how strong each of them is and this feels like they fall in love with their vulnerability mm-hmm. right each of them is vulnerable in this moment and they share that and kind of hold it and are very gentle with each other and i i love that we get a gentleness between them
0: yeah Definitely. And I think
1: that's going to pay off.
0: Oh, yeah. It's going to pay off.
1: Um, okay. We'll continue on because there's so much that happens. In the cave, Logain melts his cage. Moraine calmly approaches and asks why she should believe that he's really the dragon reborn. He says because the previous, the previous dragons talk to him when he channels, telling him how to be better this time. She's like, um, the voices in your head are whispers of madness, and as strong as you are, your power is nothing compared to what the real Dragon Reborn will have. It is a pinprick of candlelight next to the raging sun that will be the Dragon Reborn. Kareni has woken up on the sly and takes Loghain out. Leandrin gets up too, and all three of them try to shield him but he's too powerful. A single blade of the corrupted power shoots towards the sisters. Karini throws up a shield in front of Moraine and Leandrin, sacrificing her own life to keep Logain shielded. Her warder feels her die. The larger battle does not look like it's going well. Alana tells Steppen, Lan, and Nynaeve to get to Logain. She and the others will hold the army. Then she does some epic channeling. And we see the king of Galdian die. Again, we're just going to stop there for a second because, holy fuck, a lot just
0: happened. Yeah. Ah, oh my gosh, that confrontation between Moraine and logain So good. Yeah, because, like, you don't
1: really know what he's going to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sorry, you don't really know what she's going to do, right? Like, is she going to take him on? we've seen that she thinks he might actually be the dragon reborn. So is she going to
0: like spirit him away? Like, what is she going to do? Yeah. But I like that. She's like, I'm going to put you in your place. Oh, it will be nothing. It has nothing compared to the dragon reborn. And she's
1: like, it's just buying time. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. And Corinne dies. She, I know. knows, she knows that like you need two sisters and if he's going to take like one of them has to put a shield up to block his flows or they're all gonna die and he will definitely get out. So it's beautiful. Although I do have to say my my friend who's a socialist was like <laughs> um I'm sorry, uh my friend who's a social worker. <laughs> Very so, different, yeah.
0: Very I mean, different. That's
1: <laughs> a socialist. Like, what's relevant to the story is she's a social worker. Um, she, and she she's trained as like a sociologist. Guys, I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, she was like the optics of this scene though are terrible because you have a black woman sacrificing her life for two white women, and I was like, mm, that's fair. Mm, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Oh gosh. She was like, you know, they have diverse casting, but you gotta watch out for that. Like, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Oh, man. Oh, my socialist, sociologist, social worker friend.
0: It's a it's a good point.
1: It's a good point. Um yeah. Totally great, totally sad. Um yeah, I mean pretty much like from the time the army shows up till the end of the episode, I was just like, Oh
0: shit. Oh, I shit. Know. oh shit. I know. It's crazy. Cause this is also like, this scene never happened in the book. So it's like, it's entirely a right. new experience. Like, you know, just yeah. like, we had no idea what was going to happen.
1: Yeah. And I think that like the whole, this whole episode, the only part that is true to the books is the is stuff with the tinkers. Other than that, like we are completely out of bookland here. Oh, totally. Yeah, we are just dominoes. Yeah, we're just completely out of bookland, and like, it was really fun to watch, having no idea what was going to happen. Yeah, it was. Super it fun. was.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that's why it also had like such a big impact on us. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, so you're just like, oh my god.
1: Yeah. Um, uh and alana's channeling here is like
0: fantastic uh, i need to go back and watch it
1: oh it's so epic she just like raises this huge massive power and it just like flows out of her and it i mean it's it's awesome and beautiful and you're like oh i get why you're one of the women that could hold back Logan. yeah also i just love alana i do too don't like her in the books love her in the show totally So good. Okay, back to our series of epic scenes here. In the cave, Leandrin is drawing too much power. She will burn herself out trying to shield Loghain. She doesn't care though. She wants revenge. Steppen enters the cave and sees what Loghain has done. He goes properly crazy and tries to kill Loghain. But Loghain wraps the corrupted power around Steppen's blades, breaking them apart and shooting them all over the room like shrapnel. They take out everyone but Nynaeve. Moraine has a giant ass spear in her side, and Lan's throat is slit, and he's quickly bleeding out. Nynaeve rushes to his side, trying to stop the bleeding. She says, no, no, no! And a raging sun of power, more than anything we've ever seen, pours out of her, healing everyone in the room simultaneously her braids are flying, Moraine is like, holy shit, and Loghain is like, damn, okay, guess I'm not the dragon. He is totally awed. Leandrin screams at the sisters to link with her now, and she channels their flows towards Loghain. Let the hand of the tower fall on you, Loghain Ablar, and take back that which nature itself does not wish you to hold. He's up in the air, and they cut him off from the source. Black streams out from his chest, and he falls to the ground, defeated, weeping. Stepan cries. Lan is shocked, and Moraine now has her sights set on Nynaeve. Nynaeve, though, looks completely embarrassed and ashamed. We get a close-up of just her eyes, and then cut to black.
0: Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, talk about like a roller coaster. Oh, oh my, my god! <gasps> First of all, it was like you know, I'm like Leandrin wants the Le- revenge for her sister. And I'm just like mm, Leandrin. Um,
1: yeah, she just wants to kill Logain. Yeah, for That's, sure. Yeah. She just wants she wants Logain done. Love the way they showed her almost almost burning out though
0: yeah it was cool and then also cool was like because they did have like a shield on him right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then but like you see like you see stefan's blades go through their shield and then he's able to control them because they yeah. went through their shield and he can like still channel like within the shield it was like so precise yeah. that i was like okay that's really cool that the yeah. they did that
1: yeah yeah love that um yeah, because the shield hadn't like fully settled on him. So, like earlier, we see that the shield, like, yes, it starts think... out bigger and then it kind of like shrink wraps around him. Yes. And they hadn't been able to get the shield all the way in place. So, I yes. think that's why it was still able to happen.
0: Yeah. Totally. Yeah, really. And that, good. Yeah. And that's like really true to the book, too. Like, you're <laughs> able to like break a shield, like, if it isn't like fully on you. And yeah. So, I thought that was, I thought that was all really good. Obviously, like, clearly, like, you're like, what is going to happen? Like, everybody's dying? Like, what? <laughs> and you know
1: what? I mean, as somebody who's read the books, you're like, they have changed so much that it's not out of the realm of possibility that everyone just dies.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm mean, I You did make the point last episode about like, you know, parents gotta learn for himself how to be a wolf. Like maybe maybe just all the ice i die, die and then like <laughs> right. naive and like right. just have to like figure it out. <laughs> yeah.
1: They somehow just end up at the tower with no eyes that I'd help them.
0: Yeah. Um, but wow. Wow, what a way for like naive's power to like show. <sighs> well,
1: and it's through it's because of love. Yeah. Right? It's not it's not anger. It's love. She loves Lan and she wants to save Lan.
0: Well, I mean it's still anger at like, you know. Well,
1: sure. Anger at the world.
0: Yes. Anger
1: Ang- secondary. So anger is a secondary emotion.
0: I know, but that is her block and I feel like it's still it's her true. block here. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um yeah just she's just you know nothing makes her more angry than people being hurt and here's yeah. this man and she's just like i've just started like i didn't even really get to hear what you heard about me
0: yeah you can't die and he's just like <laughs> that throat. like you see lands <laughs> like throat slit you're just like what the fuck? i know. Like, what i also loved is we had like no time to recover because they immediately like link to like uh yeah. steal him and that was cool You're oh just, my like... god
1: and just the way they linked
0: yeah
1: also just cool like this was the moment that really sold me on all the hand motions when they all do the like they put their hands in front of each other and then like it gets like focused yeah it's leandrin like just i was like that's fucking cool as shit like that just I, that sold me on the hand motions i loved it i loved it and like you just see all the div- individual eyes and I doing it. Were there
0: thirteen? I think so. Yeah. Um. I mean, there had to be. But had- yeah, there was a whole bunch that we like hadn't seen. I mean, yet, who know? knows?
1: Who knows if it had to be because Perrin killed his wife. Perrin was married, so you know anything goes. Fair <laughs> point. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um,
0: goes. But yeah, that was that was awesome, and just like everybody, like. You know, and when Logan's like, wow, raging sun, like Maureen just sent to him and how he was able to see that, who knows, like, you know okay, what I mean? Okay, like,
1: exactly what I thought.
0: Yeah. That was my one thing that I thought too, where I was like,
1: "But you can't see women channel.
0: Yeah. Although it wasn't like, like, but Rand can kind of like tell when a woman's channeling, even though women can't tell when uh, men are, I think the so, men can kind of like feel it he they could not see it, it though like,
1: he could feel it but he couldn't see it
0: yeah he
1: would nobody feel can... a shiver like goosebumps
0: right nobody can see that huge like raging sun that came out of there except the like other Isidai. right who are all on the floor yeah. dying and uh and land's probably hers forever now since she like healed his slit throat like oh she's just like got all kinds of surprising things that she can do yeah wisdom
1: alvira Ugh. uh, uh.
0: Ugh, oh, I loved it. Also,
1: we have to talk about the effect of um Loghain being cut off from the source, like gorgeous.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: To see it just like pouring out of him like like wings almost. Yeah. Ugh, oh, gorgeous, stunning. And then like he's on the ground and just the way he's just weeping because he's just lost everything that gives his life meaning. Right. Not even just the not not even like, oh, he's no longer possibly the dragon reborn, but like he's lost channeling. I don't think they've done a good enough job talking about what it's like to channel and how important it is. We really just get like Tom's little story about it. Yeah. We talk about it so much in the book, like colors are brighter, things feel better, you're stronger, you're faster. Like I imagine it's like I don't know, like drugs, you know, it's like a drug, right? It's like so intense. Um, I kind of wish they would have hit that a little bit more. Yeah. Like with the Aes Sedai, like earlier scenes, earlier episodes with the Egwene, like I really wish they would have hit that because I think it would make that scene even more powerful to those who are just watching the show without knowing the books.
0: Yeah. I, w- I wonder, I, I didn't clock that Nynaeve looked embarrassed. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's interesting to me that you did because, you know, there's so many more layers of like why why she may already know that she channels, she may suspect yeah. that she does, mm-hmm. and she thinks it's terrible because of her, um, you know, her mentor. Um, yeah, I don't know. That That's what I got from it.
1: She kind of, like, looked around. It was like... But she can't control it either, so I
0: suppose that's, right. like,
1: yeah. Yeah, it felt like she was... um, It, it felt like being, like she was just caught naked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's how I took it. Um, Yeah, I don't... Yeah, it left me with a lot of questions, too. Like, it didn't seem... I don't know. It didn't, I didn't necessarily think that she was shocked that she could channel. Right. Maybe she was, but it it just seemed more like something she was embarrassed or ashamed of. And and like you said, why? Right. Why? I don't know. But, oh, just with like her braids flying, like gorgeous, gorgeous. It It was
0: very cool. It was very cool.
1: Honestly, right now, I just feel like that Lady Gaga meme where she's, like, stunning, the best, gorgeous,
0: fantastic. <laughs> That's how I feel about this episode. Ah, oh, yeah. It was so good. By the end, I was just, like, I was literally, like, cheering, like, arms in the air, like, this yeah. is around. I can't believe this, you know? So they really hit that, like, emotional, like, roller coaster. Like, they hit, the like, the right peak, you know? Like, it yes. just was, like, great pacing at the end like oh my gosh I was like how much more can I take another linking another oh my god ah!" (laughs) you know That's kind of how I felt at the end of the episode. And, you know, for a moment, I was like, you know, I told you, I texted this to you. I was like, hot take, but I think maybe I like the show more than the books. But I don't think that's, like, really true. They're just so different. They're so different. and uh, I don't think you can compare them. No, you can't compare them at all. Like, I feel like it's an equal love for different reasons. But I'm happy to love the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely happy to love the show. It's like Rand says to i think he says it to avienda um how can you compare two sunsets
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> you know i um so i spent a little bit of time looking at the imdb cast list okay which i guess maybe you shouldn't but there's somebody who's cast as tigraine <gasps> who normally is a stunt woman in like all of her other credits really yeah so i just thought that was interesting so i guess we're Mm -hmm. gonna see her and there is a loose theron who is cast yeah yeah. oh you did see that i I had i hadn't noticed uh that that had been cast so that was interesting i'm excited
1: so we are at the halfway point we're
0: halfway through the season thoughts feelings Oh, man, I feel really good after this last episode. I can't wait to see, like, the next episode. I mean, but I just am kind of like, I feel like I don't have any idea what's going to happen in the next episode.
1: Yeah, me too. I think that they have, I think what's really working about this show, and I think will serve them, is that it has now become so much of its own thing that even that like everyone will enjoy it right like look i'm a dedicated fan i would watch the show no matter what like, yeah i just would but i am so thrilled to not really know how it's going to play out and i'm so, i'm shocked by that reaction i did not
0: think that i would feel that way yeah I mean, there's so many more like things that will probably happen, just like based on who's cast. Oh, because loyal, loyal's gonna show up real soon,
1: <laughs> oh which God, is super I exciting.
0: Saw that. Uh, Min is gonna show up. She still needs to show up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like there's still like these big, big characters that we know we're gonna meet that we haven't yeah. yet. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's um. Uh, but if, I just am like I don't even want to speculate on what's going to be in next episode. Well,
1: and I'm just curious, like what, what, what is going to happen? It, how far are we going to get? Because we don't get Elaine till season two,
0: right? But I was are they going to get of- well, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking about this actually, um, when I was editing the last episode, because we kind of talked about it. Um, and our listeners will have no idea what I'm talking about right here because I totally edited it out, but think, <laughs> <like, laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you were like, oh, they need, still need to get to Cameland. I was like, but, you know, but, uh, but Elaine's not in this season, blah, blah, blah. I don't think we're getting that. But then I was like, oh, maybe they are still going to go to Cameland, like as they're taking gain oh. now, like, Maybe you know, Camelon's real close to Tarvalen, right? Um, isn't I don't it? Know. Oh, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought um, I could be wrong about that. But I thought maybe they would still go through Camelon and maybe that is still where, where they will meet Loyal, where they will kind of—they just
1: Loyal. won't meet Elaine, right? And yeah, go, and Rand might still Elaine.
0: see Logain for the first time. Maybe uh, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Um. But I. But I don't know. And I, I know that they go to the tower at some point. I don't know if it's current day or if it's a flashback. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. But I, but I thought, you know, I've revised my opinion. I would not be surprised if they still end up in Camlin, and we just don't meet Elaine.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's I think that makes sense. Yeah, because, and- because it makes because I was thinking it makes sense that they would meet men in Camelin instead of Berlan.
0: Mm, and I also saw some people think that maybe they meet her in Faldara, but um, oh. but again, like I have no clue. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? But they Who could knows? meet her in Caimlin.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess Faldara makes most sense because she's only in two episodes, so I would assume it would be the last two. I mean, maybe not.
0: I can't even speculate at this point. Like right. it's just like not
1: like. <sighs> Man. Okay. So. So much amazing stuff happened in this episode. Wait,
0: what's your rating?
1: My rating? Yeah. Uh, like 10. Yeah, right? 10, 11. <laughs> I don't know. I told you I'm not.
0: I mean, I'm saying 9.9 9 because <laughs> I do not like that Tom Marilyn
1: is not going to be. <laughs> 0.1 point deducted. It's fucking bullshit. I love Tom.
0: Yeah. Like, why isn't he in more episodes? Meh. Wait, did you check the number of episodes he's in? Oh, no. I mean, I did at some point. I think it's only like three. He might be in another episode towards the end, maybe. But I see that's, again, like, uh, thank you for the links. I haven't had time to, like, go through (laughs) them and, like, read. I was like, uh, uh, I can't remember what's happening in the books. And now, like, my my memory of things is, like, so skewed by the show, you know? Like, I'm like, uh, I can't remember, like, what order, like, you know, Tom does this. This happens, like they go to the ways like I think I mean we know we're gonna go to the ways oh at some point God, that's right yeah um so I'm uh, I think that I really am gonna take some time this week before the next episode comes out and uh go back through eye of the world and just kind of like get my bearings again yeah with that
1: I'm telling you just look at uh it's on tarvalon.net or there's also like wheel of time wiki and you can just like real quick scan through the chapters and be like oh right oh right because as soon as you read it you'll be like you'll remember yeah i like absolutely love this episode i have no idea where it's going i'm very curious to think about what non wheel of time super fans think like people who are just coming to the show i'm interested to see what they think but also i don't want to like read anything yet until it's over so i don't know Like I don't want to read other people's opinions until the show's over, and I've had know totally.
0: I thought what we might do is like once the um, season's over, we should do like an episode or two where it's just like us like responding to what other people have been saying the whole time. Oh, that!
1: Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Um.
0: I don't
1: know. Love it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's great.
0: It's great. Oh gosh, I can't even like say like this episode. I was so jazzed. I was like, I couldn't put it yeah
1: i couldn't go to bed i watched it i watched it late at night and like i like it took me like two hours afterwards to like calm down and have to go to sleep because i should be like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then myself, oh, I, and I was just like replaying
0: everything in my head me was, too um, i tried to take a nap after and i was like i i can't i'm just like oh it's so exciting <laughs> it's too, um, it too, it good. Good. It too good good, good. yeah um, and, like,
1: oh, I'm just so grateful the channeling looks better,
0: oh yeah, i'm I mean, good job, everyone. like it's definitely like feeling better for sure,
1: yeah, feeling better, looking better. I wonder if they just like if like they're like they got notes to change stuff, you know through the um like after they'd already done the first three. Like, I wonder if they did the first three, tested it, and then got notes, and then you know, were able to fix it and, like, didn't go back because of budget?
0: I mean, it's super possible because, like, they got, you know, shut down for COVID, like, at the they beginning did? of... Yeah. So they, like... Oh. Um, So they definitely had some time there. And I think you know, obviously know more about the TV process than me, but... they're feels like they would have like shot the pilot like ahead of time Mm -hmm. too right Um, so it makes sense to me that the pilot feels like a little bit different than yeah for sure but yeah but i'm i mean i think that they did maybe they used the pandemic off time to like kind of like you know mid-season like figure it out because
1: interesting i don't know i can't figure out why it looks better yeah i don't know what it is okay
0: the shield definitely helped a lot i think because it looked like a weave yes yes um the corruptions really cool so it's like mm-hmm. that um that definitely helps and i don't know there was something that like just didn't look just like like beams of light like swirling around yeah um so
1: i don't know i just like couldn't place my finger on it if anybody yeah can place their finger on it and and can point out why it looks better in this episode, please email us and let us know. OnePowerPodcast at gmail.com
0: Yes. We want to hear your thoughts too. Like we'll totally like you know, if anybody does email us thoughts, we'll probably read them and then we'll (laughs) talk about them. Yes, we will.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. I think maybe we should leave it there because otherwise we will continue to chat all night and then neither one of us will get sleep because we're so jazzed
0: good point yes we should do that
1: uh thank you so much for joining us please make sure to subscribe rate us only if you have nice things to say and tell all your friends about us and we'll talk to you all next week and until then may you find water and shake